Hi, thanks for listening again in another Come Follow Me lesson. Today I'm looking at Matthew chapter 26, Mark chapter 14, John chapter 13. But you know what? I'm going to spend it all, I think, on Matthew 26 and oddly enough on Luke 22. Here's, here's what I noticed in the manual. Matthew 26, Mark 14, and John 13 talks about the upper room and celebrating the Passover. I kind of like the Luke 22 version, so I flipped ahead in the Come Follow Me manual to see if it was going to cover that, and it does have a Luke 22 chapter, but it's mostly about the events in Gethsemane. What I, what I liked about Luke 22 was a little more detail about the Passover, and so I thought I would spend some time on that. So in, in Matthew 26, here's three verses about the Passover. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now, the footnote below adds a few extra words. Footnote 26b is the JST. And break it and blessed it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is in remembrance of my body, which I give a ransom for you. So I'm going to buy back you. But the in remembrance part is important because a literal reading of this sounds like they're eating his body and drinking his blood, but it's in remembrance of his body and blood, which is given as a ransom. So, in remembrance is not there in Matthew, but it is in Luke. Luke twenty-two nineteen. this do in remembrance of me. Then the other thing it says in verse 20 is, likewise also the cup after supper. That is a detail that is not in Matthew. And that's why I wanted to look at the Luke 22 version. There's a wonderful book by Dr. Andrew Skinner. I call him Andy because he told me to. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> and he wrote this book called Gethsemane. And in this book, he has a chart that speaks of the Passover. And what I like about it is it shows how the Passover has changed over time. You know, we have traditions and we add things to our traditions. And this is has three columns. The first one says, the original Passover in the time of Moses, Exodus 12. The center column, the traditional Passover at the time of Christ, Luke 22. And then the third column, the Jewish Passover as practiced today. So when I go through these, it's really interesting because in Exodus 12, we have, and I remember watching the movie, The Ten Commandments as a kid, where Charlton Heston played Moses, and this was the first Passover. The, they were going to put the blood of the lamb above the doorpost so that the destroying angel would pass over their homes. And I remember that, and I remember a young man in the room, Moses' son, saying, why are we doing this, and why is this night different from all other nights? And that became part of the tradition. So let me read what's in the first column, Exodus 12. First, a male lamb is slain as a sacrifice, blood on the doorpost, and the lamb is eaten. Number two, the unleavened bread at the meal and for seven more days. 
which symbolized haste in leaving Egypt, the idea of no yeast, not time to rise. Three, the bitter herbs symbolized the bitterness of bondage in Egypt. And the lamb, the, the male lamb that was slain as a sacrifice, saved them. So that is the original Passover in the time of Moses. Now, in Brother Skinner's book, Center Column, the traditional Passover at the time of Christ, sometimes called the cedar, and cedar, S-E-D-E-R, not cedar as in cedar city, but cedar as in, I think cedar means order. So there was an order that they did things. They added a four and five element. So the cedar at the time of Christ, male lamb, same thing, slain at the temple altar, they take it to the temple and put blood on their doorpost and they eat the lamb. Second, un- eat unleavened bread. Third, bitter herbs. And then number four, in Brother Skinner's chart, says four cups of wine. Number one, the cup of blessing, tell the story. They tell the story of being delivered from Egyptian bondage. Number two, the cup before eating, and then you eat the food, and then there's the cup after supper, where they sing a song of thanks, and then the cup of Elijah. Now, you'll notice Luke twenty two twenty. likewise also the cup after supper, saying, this is Jesus. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you, which reminds us of the, the sacrament prayer. So this would have been an interruption in the way they normally did Passover for Jesus to suddenly start saying things about what, this, what these parts of the meal meant. So let me read what Brother Skinner said, because I, I love this, and I actually read this when I get a chance to go to the, the upper room. The order of events probably unfolded according to recognized custom. The first cup of wine was blessed and drunk. Hands were washed as a blessing was recited. Bitter herbs, symbolic of the bitterness of Egyptian bondage, were eaten. Dipped in sour broth made of vinegar and bruised fruit, both messianic symbols. Because of the composition of the group, there being no youngest son to ask questions about why this night was different from all other nights, the origins of Passover were likely recounted by the leader of the cedar service who was, in this instance, Jesus. The lamb was then placed on the table, or, if already on the table, it was acknowledged, and the first parts of the Hallel, H-A-L-L-E-L, a song, can you hear Hallelujah in there? praise, a song of praise, hallelujah, is Jehovah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. The first parts of the hallel, Psalms 113 and 114, were sung. The second cup of wine was blessed and drunk, but then something extraordinary happened. According to the Gospel of Luke, instead of breaking the unleavened bread of Passover and reciting the traditional blessing appropriate at this juncture, Jesus took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. That's Luke twenty-two nineteen. The disciples must have sat in stunned silence as they struggled to eat a piece of the bread and then consume a fragment of the lamb, as was the custom. Such a thing as this had never been done before. Such a comment as Jesus had made would have been totally inappropriate, unless, of course, the commentator really was the Messiah. 
Still quoting Brother Skinner, From this point, a typical Passover dinner usually proceeded at a leisurely pace until everything was eaten and the atmosphere of celebration increased. But the apostles of the Lamb had just eaten a piece of bread and a fragment of lamb, not in remembrance of the events of the first Passover, but in remembrance of the bread of life and the Lamb of God, just as Jesus had intimated they would when he had delivered his bread of life discourse months earlier. Okay, that's in John 6. It seems likely that the apostles would have remembered at that moment in the upper room the words Jesus had uttered on the earlier occasion. That event had been momentous, not only because it immediately followed the miracle of the loaves and fishes in feeding the 5,000, but also because the words Jesus spake were themselves so unusual, even astonishing. And you'll remember that in John 6, like let's just read John 6, 54. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Okay, if they had this in the back of their minds, then hopefully at the Passover meal they were going, Oh, now I see what we're doing. Now on this night of nights, back to Brother Skinner, the apostles were actually doing in symbolic fashion the very thing Jesus had described, eating the lamb both literally and symbolically. But more surprises were yet to come. As is still well known in modern times, ordinarily after the dinner portion of the cedar celebration has been completed, the third cup of wine, the cup after supper, what the rabbis also called the cup of blessing, was mixed with water and then blessed and drunk, again in an atmosphere of celebration. The Gospel of Luke, however, describes the scene in the upper room with solemn brevity and poignancy. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. Though the apostles would not fully appreciate the symbolism of mixing water with a third cup of wine until after the crucifixion, when the Savior's pierced side yielded blood and water, they could not have mistaken the revolutionary change that had been enacted during their time together, that night in what started out as a traditional Passover celebration. Nor could they have missed much of its meaning and significance. The ordinance of Passover now centered squarely on Jesus of Nazareth. Instead of remembering the exodus from Egypt a slaughtered pastoral animal, the lamb, and escape from the physical and mental bondage of slavery, now and forevermore followers of Jesus were to remember him who established the Passover, remember him who was the true king over the children of Israel, and remember him who was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. So hopefully that helps you see that all of those Passover meals for so many centuries, and for every every year, let's just say it that way, how many centuries would that have been if the Exodus was, what, a couple of thousand BC? I can't remember off the top of my head. But all of those Passovers were looking back to their deliverance from Egyptian bondage. And now, Jesus is saying they were all actually looking forward to this night when he would be the Lamb of God and administer the Last Supper. So, when Jesus came in the Book of Mormon, one of the first things that he said, a voice out of the heavens, before he appeared in person, which was in 3 Nephi 11, in 3 Nephi 9, a voice came out of heaven and said, no more animal sacrifice. 
And the reason why is sacrifice stopped and sacrament started. That is a Bruce R. McConkie succinct quotation. Sacrifice stopped and sacrament started. So now we take the sacrament and we look back to the nights of the weekend of the atonement, all the things that happened. And the Passover looked forward to that weekend, this central point in time, this meridian of time type moment. Now, of course, there's going to be another sacrament meeting someday, a really big one. And even in the Doctrine and Covenants, it says he will drink the cup of the, the fruit of the vine again with us and with Moroni, it even says, which is fascinating. But for me, I love going... I love looking at things the Lord repeats because they must be important. And a lot of our trouble as mortals is remembering things in gratitude. And so in order to remember the deliverance of the house of Israel from Egyptian bondage, the Passover is instituted so they would always remember and never forget. And when Jesus eats Passover with the twelve, he kind of shifts the focus not to the lamb back in Moses' day, but said, this is me. This is my body. This is my blood. And now as we take the sacrament, we remember that. And I love that we're invited to come back to the sacrament table every week, kind of like to enjoy that last supper with the Savior every single week and looking forward to another one someday. Well, That's what I love about Luke 22 here is this new way that they do or this new emphasis on the Passover. Now, I didn't read the third column in Brother Skinner's chart. The Jewish Passover as practiced today. The cedar today, he called it. This is on page 30 of that book, Gethsemane. Number one, shank bone of a lamb. Number two, unleavened bread. Number three, horseradish is the bitter herb. There's still four cups of wine. Then they've added number five, parsley to to symbolize spring, salt water to symbolize the Red Sea, an egg to symbolize symbolize new life, haroset, hope I'm saying that right, which is a reddish fruit salad representing brick mortar, perhaps what they built in Egypt. Nine, the meal with the main course of turkey or chicken, or etc. And ten, I don't know how to pronounce this, G-E-F-I-L-T-E, Jephilte fish. And what Brother Skinner said at the bottom, note how the modern Passover services omit the symbolism of the Messiah. They've added all this other stuff, but what happened to the lamb? There's only the shank bone of a lamb. There is no lamb. So it's lost its connection to... Christ is what Brother Skinner's saying here, if I understand correctly, which is fascinating and unfortunate. So President or Elder Jeffrey R. Holland says, do we see the sacrament as our Passover? This is where the destroying angel passes over us because of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, of Jesus. Now, I think I've told you this before, but one time I asked my students in teaching a religion to 11 class, what is Passover? And one of my students who had told us she was a Jewish convert 
raised her hand and she said, just matter-of-factly, oh, that's when we were protected from the destroying angel in Egyptian bondage. And I, I had to stop the glass and say, did you hear the way she said that? She didn't say that was when they, those people back then, she said that's when we were protected. She still identifies so strongly, I think, as we all should. We are house of Israel. We are the ones who want to let God prevail. And she said, that's when we were protected. I thought, oh, I love that. So I like to think of it that way too. That's when we, our people, my people, the house of Israel was protected from the Pharaoh's plagues and from the destroying angel that was coming. So anyway, I, I am intrigued by Passover and how that became the sacrament which we do today and that we are still invited to always remember because we're mortals, and sometimes we forget. So the Lord has arranged it so that every week we come back, we hear those beautiful words from the priest, and we remember Jesus' body and his blood. Because of that, we will have immortality and eternal life. We'll be resurrected, and we can be forgiven and changed and renewed because of the Savior's atonement. Okay, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.